Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Rob. Stay with us as we talk about church, theology, culture, and everything in between. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast with Michael. And Rob, how's it going? This month we are going to be looking at... Uh, I don't know, it's, what, I don't know why I said that. I, I don't know why anyone says that. They can't answer. <laughs> like no one is going to reach out through the screen from the ether and say... It's going pretty good, Rob. True. We, we should do this live and then we can watch all the comments go. Yeah. All, all the many comments. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we're going to talk at up, least like, at, at <laughs> one point this month, we're going to talk about celebrity pastors. They would have that problem. Um, not these guys. You don't think Justin Bieber is popping in our comments being like, what's up, guys? Well, yeah, he doesn't have anything else to do, but... So this month, we will be covering a, uh, a variety of different uh, questions and topics that came up uh, recently. And by recently, I mean last month uh, in the stories on the Instagram account. Um, we're going to start, though, with a really interesting question uh, that Rob has some insight on. Because uh, we're going to be talking about single uh, pastor churches and elder-led churches. Now, we probably need to break that down a little bit because people don't quite know what that means. So I'm going to start giving the definition with a single led church, and then you can go into the definition of kind of what an elder led church looks like. So, cause that's the type of churches we're in. I'm in a single pastor church. He's in an elder led church in my church. There is a, a lead pastor and he, the way our denomination is set up, it's not like he has ultimate power. It's not like he's Senator Palpatine, right? That's not how this is going down. But uh, there is a, there's a board underneath him uh, essentially that sort of gives direction, gives advice, but he's the pastor of the church at the end of the day. Um, and that's kind of how the structure is set up. Um, he doesn't have ultimate authority. That's why the kind of the board is there, but, it, but he is kind of the figurehead of the church. This is the pastor. Um, and that's kind of a very simplistic way of how it goes down. But if you want to, if somebody comes to the church and says, who's the pastor, they just point at him, <laughs> that guy. Um, and then that's kind of, that's who people go to because he's the pastor. Now we have a youth pastor as well. Um, but obviously that's the same sort of dynamic only over the youth group there. So simple breakdown of that. So elder led Rob, what's that look like? Well, it looks, um, so some, some, uh, things I can identify with and are similar to what you described. Uh, so if someone walks into our church and uh, on Sunday morning and says, hey, who's the pastor here? Everyone in the church is going to go, that stupid looking dude with the beard, right? Everybody's going to point to me. Um, but uh, we have a team of elders um, who are, so we try to, this is going to sound pretentious and I don't mean for it to, but we try to be as biblical as we can, as far as how, how we see it set up, how, um, so the, the word elder and the word pastor, same office, um, according to scripture. So we, the, the view I'm, I'm called pastor by lots of people, but what's really going on practically is I am just another elder. Um, I, I just happen to be an elder with uh, maybe a specific spiritual gift slash talent skill set or whatever um, that the church pays me to set my all of my time aside to do those things. So 
we have a team of elders that really complement one another. But I, I'm the the main one with the um, a teaching gift and shepherding gift and things like that. So the the church pays me as an elder. So I'm a paid elder rather than the unpaid elders that um, that I work with. Um, and and so we're we're still technically congregational as well, though, like a lot of your uh, single pastor churches are. Um, we just have a team of elders that. Uh, the church trusts to to run to run things right, but the church as a whole still votes uh, on budget and you know bringing on a new elder that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So I I don't know uh, what you want me to get into there, but that's it's that's yeah, really yeah. what the the structure is. It's not. Um, yeah, I don't know where, no, where you, where well, you want to go. A, there's a lot of things that um, on that regard that we're not going to cover today. Right. So we there's like you said, there's congregationally, uh, you yeah. know, congregation and elder and then there's elder led specifically. And then we're not getting into any of that. Really, the questions that came from it were um, the power dynamics. Right. So how does it, you know, it work between. So I know, for example, with the structure that I'm in. Yeah, it is very congregational, but basically the the board makes those decisions um, and, and works with the pastor and for sort of, you know, what's going forward as far as what we're going to be looking at financially, uh, what we're going to be spending our money toward, what ministries we're going to be doing. Um, the board basically dictates that. That's why they're kind of voted on and put in those positions mm-hmm. um, with the pastor, obviously, as the one that's sort of spearheading that sort of thing. The question that came from this, though, was kind of the power structure within um, elder ran churches and how that works. So what if there's there's a sixth team of elders and three of them are like, yeah, we're definitely going to do this. We feel led by the spirit. And then the other three are like, nah, we're not. And then there, obviously that seems like a, uh, you know, a, 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 what do they call that? Stalemate, right? It's uh, where, yeah. you know, what are we doing now then? And I think that was the question that came up a lot was, okay, so if you have, I think people have this idea, and it's probably wrong, but if it's a specific pastor head church, then that pastor is the visionary and he's the one leading the charge mm-hmm. opposed to an elder led church or that type of led church where there's a group of, of individuals. What happens whenever maybe there's, there's split on a decision. And that was a lot of the, mm-hmm the pushback a little bit from elder led. Cause they're like, well, where do you get, you know, where do you, how do you get anywhere? Especially if it's a divisive topic. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, uh, this is a good uh, question, a good topic. Uh, we actually do have six elders, including me. So um, if we're talking about the traditional board, which we don't even use that word, it, it's a little too businessy for me, uh, but we're just our our elder team is um, we don't vote. To put it bluntly, uh, we we don't. If if there's some sort of matter that um, for legal reasons or um, some uh, really obvious reasons that we need to vote, um, then then we will to put it on paper. Um, but everything that we do is even, even that vote, that hypothetical vote is consensus driven. It is if, if we have, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying and we've been in that, I've been in that situation before as an unpaid elder, um, 
where there, there was a power struggle. Um, and, uh, these people wanted it this way. These people wanted it this way. And first of all, that means you're unhealthy in the first place as a team of elders. I mean, it just does. It's no, a good, board or elders, whatever you want to say that that means that these people and these people, somebody has a, my will is ultimate problem. Right. Um, well, otherwise uh, most of the things that, that elders and or boards or deacons or whatever argue about a lot of, in those kind of meetings, most of them are trivial things. Um, you're, you're not uh, often going to find at the local church level elders arguing about, um, so is the pastor going to perform this gay wedding or not? Right. Uh, most of it is smaller item, like trivial things. Like, uh, how are we going to, what day are we going to do a wanted this year? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, who cares? Pick something, you know, like, um, well, what, what makes the most sense for the Awana director, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, uh, but we, we do consensus. That's what we do. So, and what I mean by that is if there's a decision or an idea that gets brought up and all of us are, so I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of, of a real life example. We, we do communion every week at our church, okay. uh, which is, which is odd for a Baptist church. Yeah. Um, and when we were talking about that, I brought it up. Um, our moderator, um, which is as businessy as I get our, our moderator, uh, I, I talked with him, uh, cause he's my, my accountability guy. Um, so we, we meet every week. And so I brought it up at one point to him and we started kind of talking about it. And then we brought it to the rest of the guys and, um, there was some, I don't know about this at first, right? So we didn't bring it to a vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because all the guys weren't on board, you know? Yeah. And it what it's not a it's not a do we believe in the Trinity here thing, right? It's not a it's not a hill to die on. Um, it's just something that I I felt like it would be solid to end every week, no matter what, with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In in that and partaking uh, communion, right? So um, so it, it was a discussion for probably a few months. Uh, we did it as a kind of trial all the way through the Advent season, so all the way through December. Um, That's a good time. They're already in the holidays, you know, the whole you know, ties in. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so long story short, if even one of the guys would have been like, I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't think this is what we should do. Then we don't do it. You know, and then we, then we say, okay, well, let's just, maybe it's just not time. Maybe we'll revisit it some other time or, or it might be a, yeah, let's, let's just go home and, and keep praying and, and we'll figure it out, you know, and everybody comes to the table uh, with ideas. We want people as elders who participate and have opinions and, and things, but, but we want people to come like this with their stuff, with open hands, not like closed fisted, like I'm ramming this thing through, right? Like that, then you don't need to be an elder mm-hmm. just being real. Right. Um, that's the, the ability to, uh, and I've, I've seen this a lot in, um, church leadership, this, this struggle there, there always seems to be, you know, a person or two people or half or whatever. I mean, there, there always seems to be some folks who, um, just, 
can't take no for an answer, can't put their stuff away um, and, and, you know, table it for another time or just say, okay, well, nobody wants this, I guess, you know, what I, like that's a, that's a, that's a spiritual immaturity thing. And actually you would have probably been weeded out by Timothy and Titus. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, so that's a really good point. I think before you even get to the discussion of, you know, what happens if there's a power struggle, you go all the way back and you go, okay, well, that's why there's qualifications. <laughs> so there's a reason that the, that a particular type of fellow is an elder and in that position in the first place, because they do like just by nature of those qualifications, they come to the table with this understanding of, you know, this, this generosity, this openness, this, this scriptural centeredness to be able to say, okay, always pointing back to the Bible, always holding those things with open hands and being not contentious <laughs> deliberately <laughs> over things that aren't important. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right. I think if you get to a point where, um, you have somebody on maybe, uh, and you know, that's an elder or coming up for, you know, a candidateship perhaps for elder. That's why I, th I think maybe we've talked about this before. If not, I know we've definitely talked about it off air where it's just like they're, they're, the qualifications are there for a reason. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. not there to be difficult or to yeah. make a process that's not necessary. Uh, it's, they're there for a reason. And the, the reason that, you know, you should take a long time putting somebody into a position such as that is because you need to make sure they actually, I mean, they are, that they fit these qualifications so that you don't run into, I think if a church is going to run into a position where, like you said before, right, somebody's close fisted trying to ram stuff through, I would say 99.99999% of the time, the process wasn't followed <laughs> to get somebody into that position to sure, to make sure they're actually, you know, they fit yeah. those qualifications. Because if you did, you would have found out they were contentious and they were going to try to shove that stuff through in the first place. So no, yeah. it's a great point. It goes way, way back. <laughs> the problem of a, a split eldership happened way before you got to that meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't, so I don't, I don't want to discount the, um, <clears throat> I realize not every church is, set up the way that we are mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me but um I, we're we're a small church i mean we have um on a on a given sunday we have between 120 and 130 ish i mean so there there are smaller churches obviously but but we're not like a you know four five six hundred thousand we i mean we're not that kind of church so um we could very easily function like a lot of smaller churches tend to, which is lead pastor kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and whatever else. But one, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that 120 yeah. people mm -hmm. that um, I, I don't have enough time in, in the week, honestly, um, to, to still be a good dad and husband. Yeah. And, visit every person who ever gets a cold right and and be a dynamic amazing preacher and you know all the things that people like in in fairy tale land one in a in a past i don't have time to do all of that and and our elders are pastors they're just not yeah. paid paid elder you know and so we've got we've got a really good, a really good thing um uh, we've got a guy who is kind of our visionary. He's able to walk in. And part of this is because he travels a little bit more than, than some of us. And so he sees other churches. I don't 
see any other, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but he's, he's able to walk in our doors and go, you know, if I'm a new person, this is stupid, right? You know what That's I mean? That's like, really good. He's, yeah. He's able to see that. Um, and, and the, he's always like a visionary. We've got the guy who's a financial guy and, and he's our Dave Ramsey teacher mm-hmm. and whatever else. And, and so he's the guy that, that when all of us get excited because Dave is, is, has this idea, Irv is the guy that says, Oh yeah, but that's, that's four years of a budget guys. Right. You know, like he's the guy that's like, okay, everybody calm down. I like the idea. Uh, and then we've got, we've got another guy who is like, I feel like God has him there just to go, okay, you guys need to stop sitting. Right. I mean, like, like he's, he is, he is this guy. Like there was one time that our, our elder meetings on Monday mornings were, uh, beginning to have less prayer time, right. Over, over time. And he called, he called it out at, at one, at one point he was like, I just, you know, we haven't been, we haven't been praying like we used to. He's so a prophet in the background. Woe <laughs> to the elder board. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All of us are like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right, Ben, you know? And, <laughs> and so then I, so we've got this dynamic thing where yeah. people, we know the roles that we have. And, um, I mean, it's, it's going to come up here pretty quick. We're, we're already beginning to talk about a couple of other people. What does that look like? But we're going to ferociously guard what we have. Um, Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, we, we're going to add to the qualifications to be an elder at Hillside essentially. Um, and, and we've talked about this before you and I have, and probably on air, but, but, there's this idea also that like if you if you meet all the qualifications that are listed in Timothy and Titus, um, but you don't necessarily agree or fit in the the direction that our church is going and the 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 steam that is pushing the engine and all of that, well then it, it's it's a lose lose right. So that's not going to work either. You you yeah. can maybe be a, a deacon and be a, a over ministry or something like that. Um, it doesn't mean you don't have a role to play. It just means you need to agree with where we're going, um, mm-hmm. not have the same personality because that would be boring and we'd be a mess. But but definitely we we all need to be on the same page and and moving forward. Yeah. So I think that'd be a good way to kind of segue into that and kind of kind of work toward the end of this episode here, where it's one of those things where so we're talking about the power structure and you know how to avoid some sort of contention there that's not necessary. And it's one of those things where I think as an elder board, right? And even I've talked to my pastor about this before as well, where you can see sometimes that people will come into a church and their sole goal is to like get into leadership so that they can, you know, they have this power issue or they, they want to direct it somewhere else. Um, so it's one of those things where I think as an elder board, one, even as a pastor, you have to have that discernment to say, you know, like you said, okay, well, you meet all of this but you disagree totally on this secondary issue, which isn't salvific, but if you on here, that's going to like that then puts a stick in the will of the direction that we're trying to head here. And it's an unnecessary stick to have because we've already like, we, it doesn't need to be there. (laughs) You're just going to cause more strife eventually do it going forward. So two questions here. One, um, if a church isn't set up this way, which again, I mean, the denominations people are in that course is pretty much already set, but if they're not, so how would you suggest maybe starting setting up this elder board and two, mm-hmm. the discernment that you use or you guys use specifically in order to maybe 
prevent strife that you can be like, if we do this now, that's going to cause issues down the road. Yeah. Like, well, so the, the first part of that question, how do you, how do you get there? I mean, I think um, our journey to get where we are was not a, a fun one um, because it involved a lot of contention over a period. It involved um, a pastor being let go. It involved a lot of strife, right? Yeah. However, <clears throat> I think that, uh, I mean, uh, you could potentially get there the, the good way, but it, it will take some people being really godly and humble about it. Yeah. It might take some people going, you know what, based on the direction that you're talking about, I don't think I should be an elder. I mean, which takes a mature believer who probably yeah, should be like, involved, gonna, who yeah. probably should be involved in something else. And because that's maturity, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the struggle is that a lot of times if you're not in that boat, then you're the church that it's going to be a contentious fight. Um, so I, I think <laughs> if, if you're in that spot, my, my best advice is, you know, maybe bring it up, uh, just start, start talking about, um, things, um, from that point of view, like the lenses that you see through the, to start, um, looking at issues and seeing like, um, maybe, maybe say in that meeting, uh, can, can we just, can we just not vote on it? Can we just go back and pray about it? And then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. maybe start bringing little things up like that and, and talking about some of the struggles that you're having with the way things are working. And, and, you know, um, if God sees fit, it'll slowly begin to work itself out, continue to pray. Mm -hmm. Or if uh, the other option is they say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't be an elder anymore. And then that's, it is what it is. Right. Um, you were humbled but, yourself. Like somebody else humbled you. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think though, the second half of that is an easier question. Mm -hmm. Um, first half, it really, it, uh, honestly, it is up to God. It is, uh, it is, it is you being convicted. Um, you, and, and the best situation is, um, many of your elders or board members or whatever you want to call it are convicted about the way things are working and maybe the contention or the, the turmoil within. Um, and then you got something really to work with, right? But if you're, if you've got pride on all sides, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hydrogen bomb waiting to go off, but, um, but the keeping it that way, that's a, that's an easier, um, question to answer. One, one of the things that, um, we do is it, we got to get a different name for this cause it's really not uh, a good, a good thing to call it. But, um, we, we do what's called an elder in training time. So, um, first of all, we, our, our elders, um, split people up that are members and regular attenders in our church. And like, you're in charge of reaching into these people's lives and, and gotcha, praying gotcha. for them and getting to know them and that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we, because of that, we know people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so we have, a, a list of a few names already that we that we know 
would meet these qualifications. They're, they're good candidates. Their character is great. You know, they're godly men. And, um, however, as I stated before, that's not the only thing that we look at. So <clears throat> what, what we will inevitably end up doing is, is talking to these, this guy and this guy or whatever, maybe have them come and sit in on, um, our meetings for a month or so, like they wouldn't necessarily have any, any role to play other than adding to the discussion, that kind of thing. Um, we, we want the interaction, right. But if we technically had to vote on something or we had to, you know, maybe in, in some instances, if we had to talk about church discipline or something that was more private, we would ask that person to step out or, or leave the meeting early or something. But, um, but the the dynamic the idea is bring them into the the elder team and treat them like another elder for the most part and they might even be like you know i don't yeah, i don't <laughs> think that this is what i want to be doing you know mm-hmm. um and great then it worked we know you're not um, on good <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of like a trial period for them and for us you know mm-hmm to see is this, is this going to be the fit that we hope it will be, you know? Um, and then after a certain amount of time or whatever, we'll, we'll bring them before our congregation and, you know, affirm them and that kind of thing. So, uh, to make it legit, but good deal. Yeah. Now, one thing to end it on real quick, I think that what you, one of the things you said earlier is incredibly important. Um, because a lot of the times from single led pastor churches, and again, there's lots of things that you can or cannot change depending on the denomination you're in and the way that structure is set up. But I hear from those guys all the time. They're just like, I'm super stressed out. I don't have enough time. I cannot get with all these people on the basis that I need to get with them and write, you know, these sermons that they expect just to be so dynamic and so spirit filled because they're, they're so split. And that's what, I mean, that's one of the things you said earlier, which I think, would really get people maybe thinking in that direction going, man, is this really biblical? Like to have just me doing this? Um, because obviously there's not, I mean, so you talk about pastoral yeah. burnout, you talk about, you know, pastors, kids and wives hating the church. You just, all of the fallout from the fact that you're putting all of this weight on this individual that it shouldn't be on. Um, and then, then the, now there's strife because there's stress and there's all this issue that could just be avoided. Um, so that's one of the things I think when definitely when I talk to people about like this elder led structure, um, the power dynamic thing comes up, but at the end of the day I go, you know, okay, so that can be like, that's a secondary thing that can be worked out by ways that we've talked about already in this podcast. But I think the benefits, um, outweigh any, the negativity and, uh, plus side biblical. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, it's just a better way to go about it. And I think, the early church knew that that's why there was the assignments that were given and the structure that was set up. Um, and that's why uh, I think the, obviously this isn't the only basis of a healthy church, but I think churches are healthier and better for it whenever they have, like you said, the giftedness split up because there's no way you're going to be able to see everything. If you're a, if you're a pastor and like you said, you never walk out, you know, you don't visit other churches. You can't, you don't have the time. So you have no right. idea. You just walk in your doors every time and you're going, this is all perfect until somebody goes, ah, actually, you know, I think we could tweak this or change that. Like just mm-hmm. having that giftedness set to play off of each other, to teach each other from a different perspective that you're just clearly not seeing is I mm-hmm. think vital for the health of your church. Um, Cause there's going to be things that some dude over here sees that you would have never seen in a million years. 
Um, and that helps you guys. So, yeah, anyway. I, I think that, I think that just real quick, I know we got to end, but um, I, I think that one of the, one of the mistakes that churches make is um, just, uh, just getting through today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, so we're, we're not, the reason that, that we're able to think like you're talking is because we're not trying to just do the same stuff that we did in 2019 and 2020 and, and this year and get through it. And, Oh, what's this ministry going to do this year? You know, and um, it, we're always thinking toward the future, not so that we can become a mega church, but just because we, we don't ever feel like we've arrived or that we're doing it right enough or that, you know, and, and as the culture in our town changes a little bit, the ministries are probably going to need to change a little, like you, you have to think fluidly about how um, the method, not the message, but the method, right. And, and how you might go about doing things. And so uh, when, when you don't have that mindset, when you just are like, um, when you're just stuck kind of in the same things over and over again and, and it's groundhog day and you're cool with that. Right. Then what you end up with is, you know, Hey, so-and-so has been here forever. Let's see if they'll be an elder. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter as much about the, the um, dynamics among the elder team or whatever. It doesn't have to matter as much because you're just trying to vote on a, you know, a wanna budget or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like here's a mirror. Thing. Breathe in front of it. Yep, you're good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, by the way, is not one of the qualifications. Uh, I guess it's alive. The, I guess it's assumed. I don't know. Uh, I'm good a literalist. <laughs> so, good deal. No, and I hope, hopefully, guys, that's helpful um, in that regard. And I hope what you see, and I think what what Rob that's very beneficial from what you've said there is that it's more than just having a group of individuals that, you know, that way the power is not just structured at the top. Like it's so much more than that in regards to how you see things, how the team plays off of each other, how that dynamic works and how that has to be healthy. Um, It's not just a matter of, well, this is biblical. We have elders. What else do you want us to do? Like it's, it's this, you know, it's, there's so much more to that that will actually prevents that you know the power dynamic or that power structure whenever it's done in a way that's um beneficial for everybody in the church and not just like well we did what we were supposed to do why isn't it working um like there's more to it than that so yep yeah good deal guys well hey thank you guys for listening watching for those of you guys that watch it still amazes me that you watch our dumb faces this whole time but i appreciate it (laughs) so (laughs) we'll talk to you next week see ya see ya